everybody, and welcome to Stark Raven Mad, a Game of Thrones podcast. Uh, we are back covering House of the Dragon, back after years, years off. And if you think we've gotten together since, you'd be mistaken. Uh, <laughs> we couldn't even get together to do a, hey, we got a podcast coming up podcast. Uh, so I'm the host, Mike Marbeck, and today I am joined by Marcelie Jean-Pierre. Yo, what up? Robert Alessiani. Hey, hey. And David Danella. Hi. Yeah, we are back. Wow. First up, I want to mention that uh, when we did these podcasts years ago, they were part of the Water Cooler Podcast Network, which is now non-existent. Everything is now part of Crossroads Comedy Theater. That's shows yeah, Sorry, and all you people who are holding on to that stock. <laughs> Should have sold earlier. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we're part of Crossroads Comedy Theater. Go to xroadscomedy.com for information on not just the podcasts that we do, because we have a few of them. Uh, we just finished Breaking Goodman, which covered Better Call Saul. We are going to be covering on The Beacons Are Lit, a Lord of the Rings podcast covering The Rings of Power. And of course, here, Stark Raven Mad. And you can find these podcasts and more, xroadscomedy.com and on pretty much anywhere you get your podcast. So Ever you want to do that. So please go to iTunes, rate and review the podcast. At the end of the season, we'll give something away. So go to iTunes and rate and review the podcast. And if you're listening anywhere else, uh, throw up some stars. All right. And here we are. First impressions. As I mentioned pre-podcast, I do want to ask you to not just give your first impression of the episode, but include the expectation, include the hype, everything you were thinking going into this and how this episode stacked up. Mm -hmm. Marcelie, what do you got? Um, so for me, despite the way the uh, original series ended, I I was very, very excited about this, especially when I first saw the trailer and I saw who was involved and who wasn't involved. Um, and so I, I guess my expectations were to feel nostalgia um, and kind of like return to Westeros and kind of just like re-experience the magic of what made us all love game of thrones the original and um i really do think that it delivered in that respect i i would say that it was a little bit more um more gruesome uh especially for a pilot episode um there was the one uh the birthing scene in particular but sure yeah i, I think it delivered everything all my expectations were met um i wasn't expecting to be blown out of the water quite yet because it is just the first episode all the foundation is being um laid and um yeah, I'm looking forward to the season. I, I think it's going to be really good. And just the fact that George R. R. Martin is so heavily involved um, and like Miguel Shaposhnik or whatever, Shaposhnik. Uh, yeah, that's it's somewhere Miguel around sandwich. There. Yeah. <laughs> um, the fact that he's he's like, I think, a showrunner or like really involved as well. Um, mm -hmm. I, I trust those guys. I trust them. And yeah, I'll, I'll leave it at that. Dan and Dave suck. Yeah, they are as far away from this as uh, I think they can possibly be. Miguel Sapochnik directed the episode. He's the person, for anybody that might not know, is uh, one of the bigger directors from the Game of Thrones series, directed Hard Home, Battle of the Bastards, uh, The Long Night, mm -hmm. and I think yeah. the final, the finale episode uh, yeah. as well. And the well. Christmas special. Yeah, and the <laughs> Game of Thrones Christmas special, yes. Uh, David. Um. <clears throat> my expectation um so i guess i have uh, so i have dueling expectations 
my first expectation is I don't care about George R. R. Martin being involved in this because George R. R. Martin's been involved in a lot of things except for writing a goddamn book. Uh, and so I don't We're back. We're back. So I, so him being involved, it's like, Hey, guess what? George Lucas was involved in the prequels and didn't make them better. Um, I also am, I don't know if I'm famously, uh, but I, I think prequels are the stupidest thing of all time. I think for the most part, they uh, they answer questions that nobody cared about and uh, tell stories that are often negated by the things that happen afterwards. Um, so I was uh, a little bit, um, I was, I'm probably the saltiest of everybody here, yeah. but Representing I, the um, comments section is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but I, a couple things was I I like a bunch of the actors in the thing. I was I felt like the like the the personnel both on the creative side and the acting side. Um, I was excited about all that, much like Marsley. And so my other expectation was that this this show would. Um, have something in the first episode that would uh that would really like completely just put that bad game of thrones taste out of our mouth something that uh reestablished this is the game of thrones that you know and love uh and trust us and i think it got a i think it got a uh it just got over the line there. I don't think it like firmly established that, but I think it absolutely warranted uh, a second episode watch. I um, I'm, I'm vaguely this intrigued. Might be David's but I'm, last episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm vaguely intrigued, and I and, and but I but I also am again, and I don't think this is the fault of anything that happened in this show, other than the prequel stuff which is it's like we know what happens to the targaryens and so how it happens and you know this whole i mean we'll get into it but this whole thing about oh aegon targaryen saw the whole night king thing coming and it's like yeah, well guess what we know exactly how that happens yeah <laughs> and we know it's not going to affect this series yeah <laughs> we we know when it yeah. happens yeah I'm just gonna fuck around and do a mini Night King just to like really keep us on our toes, like a, like a little mini boss, <laughs> like a little baby Yoda. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Rob, where are you? Um, I don't know how it happened, but from the the uh, finale of the previous series um, till now, like my subconscious just got a back end loader and just dug a hole for my expectations to go into. So by the time I hit this, and number one, when when a season of Game of Thrones used to premiere, it was like, we would all, like, it was the, the world was different. We all lived in the same place. We would come over each other's houses. It would be a party. Mm. Like, it was like Super Bowl atmosphere. We did a podcast I almost about melting ice. Yeah, I almost forgot this episode aired. Like, I was going to bed and I was like, oh fuck. Like Roku had a had a had an ad on it. And I was like, oh yeah, tonight. And I was like, and my wife was like, let's let's not watch it tonight. Like it's late. And I was like, okay. And then we watched a YouTube, <laughs> and then we watched a YouTube clip of something like um actually or something. And I and then I 
I was like, I was gonna watch it now. <laughs> um, and like, I think because of that, I really enjoyed this. Like, it really reminded me of the seasons that I really liked about Game of Thrones. And that, and also because I have not revisited the series a smooth minute since um, since it aired. I haven't read the books again. I had all, every opportunity. I during the lockdown, I was like, maybe I'll rewatch Game of Thrones. And I turned on HBO Max, and I and we rewatched The Sopranos. Great. It was very. It's, it was a great choice. Um, I did. I think because thing. of all this, like this is not a flawless execution type of show. I think this is as flawed as the good seasons of Game of Thrones were. Um, I'm intrigued. I haven't read the source material specifically. I've forgotten. I used to be like, I mean, I'm no, I'm no Andrew Stanton, um, but I used to be like one of the guys who was versed in the in the in the source material when you know back when we used to do the podcast in the long long ago. I've lost all of it. Like it's gone. So um, I'm kind of coming into this like a fresh new baby. And I, I, I really enjoyed it. It was brutal. It was compelling. Um, it, it, I, yeah, it's earned a second watch. It's earned a, uh, another, another, uh, it, it, I'll, I'll be back next week to record again because I will have watched the second episode. Great. Here. Uh, yeah, I can see all, all of that. Uh, I, my expectations were difficult not to meet. Uh, I, my main expectations were like, just don't be as bad as the uh, final, like two, three seasons. Uh, and it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't as bad, it wasn't as bad as that. It far exceeded those, those expectations. I thought it was great. I thought it was a really, really good first first season. I love how they began things. Uh, it was like it took us five seasons to get Daenerys in the air with a with a dragon. Here we're starting off right with it, so it's kind of like taking some of the cool, really cool parts of the final seasons of Game of Thrones and throwing them into the better parts of Game of Thrones, uh, the earlier seasons. So you have a lot of that intrigue, a lot of that great acting, uh, pretty good writing, and you got dragons. A lot of dragons, uh, right off, right off the bat. Uh, I thought the acting was great. A little distracted by the wigs, a little bit. Um, Matt Smith's, or Matt Smith's looked all right, but uh, Viserys kind of looks like Hogan in the NWO years, uh, <laughs> with the blonde hair and like the uh, darkish beard. Um, yeah, I really uh, like the the characters. I also have not read the source material. I've gone so far as getting the the audio book a little while back. Um, but have not touched it since I uh, knew the series was coming because that's one of the things I enjoyed about Game of Thrones uh, is the the guesswork and the the stone cold locks that we would that we would do, <laughs> uh, which we'll have to do once this uh, season has ended. Um, but yeah, I'm very much on board with this series uh, and looking forward to talking more about it within this episode and the whole season to come. Is this ten episodes? Is that what we're looking at? That's what I heard. I, think yeah. I believe so. Yeah. I like the 10 just kind of become the standard for the most part across mm -hmm. any kind of streaming shows. Right. Plus the Christmas special. Plus the Christmas special. Yeah. They're, the they're doing a BBC thing. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I want to ask, we'll, we'll open this up uh, a little more broadly rather than try to go through beat by beat for this first episode. So what are some things that stood out? Um, the, we've already brought up, so let's just get it out of the way, the birthing 
birthing yeah. scene. Rob, yeah. you were talking about that right off the yeah, uh, right before the pod. <clears throat> yeah, uh, my my wife Katie, who's been on previous podcasts, uh, both mm-hmm. uh, SRM and other and other uh, waters cooler. Oh, don't and, say uh, it. Oh no! <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, Somebody else bought the IP. Yeah, we, we had a we had a we had a kid uh, about a year ago, and she gave like, it was a cesarean birth, and she straight up had to leave the room, and and with good reason. She has not rewatched the scene. I don't think I have warned her that it it won't be helpful. Uh, you know, it, it it one of the most brutal things I've seen like on television. Um, I think it was effective. Uh, you know, talking about how the real, you know, the, the real warrior was in that room. Um, uh, but like, we, yeah, it's what everybody's talking about. I mean, it's the, it's the, uh, it's a takeaway. Like I, I, you know, should, should the episode have come with a bit more of a specific uh, content warning? Uh, pro- probably. <laughs> um, I think most of the backlash that the episode's uh, seeing is just people that were just absolutely like, I've heard that it's like I heard that it was there for like we wanted you to know that you're watching Game of Thrones again, and it's like okay, okay we got it. We heard that we heard the light motif in the score, um, and there's dragons uh, and and uh, inexplicably blonde people. Um, I thought it was brave that they made um, Damon Targaryen's pubes the same color, consistency, and length <laughs> of his hair. Uh, that was that was a brave move. Mm-hmm. Um, I never want to see Matt Smith naked again. I thought he looked like one of the vampires from Buffy. Uh, it was weird, but uh, I, I think I think that he's a, a little tweaking on his. Uh, everything else is great. A little little yeah. bit of tweaking on his on his look. We Just, can get. I, I, I can the, only uh, see Matt Smith. He, he doesn't disappear <laughs> no, into a role. Not at um, all. Yeah, um, I was going to say guys. we can get back to Matt Smith's pubes uh, in a moment. Um, <laughs> Please, but I do want to ask if there's. Oh, I've got uh, notes. Other, yeah, what do you got? Uh, <laughs> no, I was not curious, on the pubes. <laughs> uh, on on the, the the childbirthing scene, and also how you feel, if at all, it serves the served the story. Well, I I so my experience was almost exactly the same as Rob. So um, my wife and I we had a daughter two years ago, and um, she also had a, a C section, and. Um, as soon as that scene started, as soon as that first cut, like my wife had to turn away and she like grabbed me and she was like, shoot, this is like, this is traumatic. And like, she was like, just let me know when it's over. And then like the audio was still up. So I I literally, I had to turn it all the way down um, and watch it for her. I was just like, all right, I'll just tap you when it's over. And she like had her hands on her, on her ears and the blanket over her face. Um, and like I felt it through her, like I, I felt yeah. it indirectly, um, how like difficult that was for her to watch, um, or to even just know that it was going on, and then just to like see it and see see how it played out on the show. Um, I do think that it was effective because I, I, for me, what it did was it made me feel compassion for Viserys, even though he. He's not perfect, and and I think the the pilot episode in in general um, shows that like they, they do a good job of implying that he's like he's a good guy who, who means well and he tries to do the best um, for uh, you know the the people that he serves, but 
sometimes he makes the wrong decision and he focuses on the wrong things. And I think just showing that a uh, bit of a flawed character and like seeing the consequences of some of his poor decisions yeah. um, really like came out in that, even though it, it is very extreme, it's a, it's an extreme way to get to that point. But, um, but that's Game of Thrones. That that's the genre um, that we're dealing with. So. Yeah. 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 My wife gave birth three years ago. <laughs> And uh, she started masturbating furiously. To the um, no, I had to turn it off. Um, I, I, I literally just, I, I put it on mute and I just turned my head. Well, you had and, an appendectomy. Let's uh, 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 yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, that stuff was brutal. Um, and uh, I think that that was, um, yeah, I, I, I think that, you know, I mean, look, I, I there's been a long, long, long debate about the efficacy of, uh, of particularly like I would guess I would call it the gendered violence in yeah. uh, Game of Thrones, and uh, I am on. I'm on. I'm my basic opinion at this point is that uh, I don't like it. I tend to not find it super effective. But I also understand that some people a like it, and b some people do find it effective. Um, I I think where it was kind of effective in this one was uh, just in demonstrating how how profound the pressure was for Viserys to have that male heir mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. Uh, like that like you know you like to think oh it he could have said stop he could have said i changed my mind wait 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 pull this back you know whatever and and he you know he just he went through that because that pressure was so great um i think there was a actually it's a later point for me that is the is the big bump point for this episode we can get to that um down the line but yeah oh somebody will have to tell me how bad it was because i skipped that shit (laughs) i think Uh, well i watched it every second of it and it was gross but i watched it uh, i'm not burst out by any of that stuff and i don't have a wife um, <laughs> and you never will with that attitude <laughs> um but yeah it was it was gross i mean y'all are talking about uh Viserys, uh point of view i think one of the things is from emma uh queen emma's point of view like we have that that scene is kind of coupled with her scene talking to rhaenyra about mm. uh this is what we do this is the, our job is to provide provide the air uh, and uh, the scene also just emotionally like not just the gruesomeness of it but underscored by her emotion and her like wait what's what like what are you doing what's what's with the ropes uh, hey what's going on down there ah! you know and just building like each little moment uh, just everything combined to make that I would say in my opinion more brutal than seeing Ober Martell's face get smushed. Sure. Uh, it was just um, sure. much more emotion. Yeah, without question. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, I also think that there was a good, um, there was some good kind of balance in her character. In that, you know, she says that to her daughter, and then she says to her husband, "This is it. You're, yeah. like, I'm not trying <laughs> yeah. again. Yeah. We're yeah. we're good." And yeah, <laughs> I thought uh, so. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Um, I think the, the the brutality of that scene was was the, the most brutal part of the scene for me wasn't the wasn't the um the actual act 
you know, the actual procedure. It was the the lack of agency that she was given because it wasn't like her decision. Uh, It was his decision. And she didn't, she wasn't even like brought in that there was a decision. She was just like, Hey, what's, what's going on. And, and I think, um, I don't know, maybe personally, like Marcel, you said like a lot of times, and in my case, I'll speak for myself uh, and my wife's case, you know, when you have a C-section, it's, it's not the plan. Um, it it wasn't for us. It can be for sure. You can have a plan C-section and especially if you had one previously, like you future children may go that route. Ours was not planned the first time for sure. And you kind of, you start spinning around your head. You're going like, I might have to make a decision if she's unconscious. Um, I thought the decision in the, the the decision that was presented um, to Viserys here, um, Viserys, right? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Fucking Targaryens. Um, The decision that was presented to him was basically not like, like one or the other is a impossible decision. Like it, you just like jump off, jump off the, jump off the castle and somebody else make it i can't you know um, i don't know that baby yet <laughs> oh 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 let's yeah in in, the, in that moment for sure it's it's always the wife for well, for me i'll speak for myself um but he was presented with one or none which isn't a decision that's like okay yeah. like then you know and if you have the, the medical professionals of your time so the brutality wasn't the decision that was made the brutality was that she had no idea and that was like that was the thing yeah, where you're like, "Fuck me. this! This is this is rough." And I get from his perspective, it, it reinforces that if he does believe the secret, like that he tells at the end, that he know that he, you know, Targaryens believe very heavily in dreams, and his dreams have told him, and the dreams of his predecessors say that there's a there's a long night coming, and there's a threat from the north, and in order for us to defeat it, this has to happen. I need to have a male heir, and this needs to happen. So he's he's making what he thinks is a selfless sacrifice to make sure that that prophecy doesn't come to pass you know it doesn't it doesn't shield you from the <laughs> fact that fucking brutal to watch a woman yeah die on the table bec- without any heads up even like no no agency no no warning just going from like uh you know things are rough but like we'll get through it to like nope see mm-hmm. ya it's really yeah. really really rough and i think the only thing that makes me a little uncomfortable is is how much like the 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 discussion around it is focusing on Viserys and that point where I'm just like, man, there's a woman here who died yeah, yeah, giving birth. Sure. Um, and and it, it, again, it's because I'm close to the subject matter. It, like I, I was in the room when this happened and I turned around and they told me not to, um, but you know, saw, to the saw everything on the yeah. table and you're like, oh, Same. Well, that's a person. Yeah, that's a, that's we should, a we whole, should talk about we should talk about our yeah, stories because it sounds we'll do, like yeah, we'll do a bonus episode for the Patreon. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was it was one of the most brutal brutal things I've I've seen on on film. David, I have nothing right? more to say. <laughs> 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 so that, over there. So yeah, I I get this is we don't release the Zoom video, do we? No. Okay, so yeah, yeah nobody who, can see your background. Yeah, for the people listening <laughs> on the piano podcast, classics, <laughs> as as Rob was talking, I was just uh, going back and forth from being uh, saddened uh, by his words to being disgusted yeah. uh, by bag. images in my head. Everybody's good. I'll blow that well. Yeah, David was breathing in and out of a brown paper bag. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was smoking a, a clay pipe. Yeah, yeah just David really had contemplating. mentioned. Uh, that 
one of the the major things here was yeah that pressure that Viserys has felt, um, and that they opened up with this. And I like the way that they did this almost with the um, uh, previously in Targaryen history, previously in in Westeros, uh, talking about Jaehaerys and the sixty years of peace and everything's great, but his two sons had died, leaving no apparent heir. So they called that Council of the Lords. And they ended up going with Viserys at that point. And this is only taking place seven or so years, I think, after Viserys, or maybe nine, ninth year of nine, his reign. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I also liked how they left that just for the if you're not reading any of this, just get these couple bits here. 172 years before Daenerys Targaryen is is born. But it was like, oh, oh okay, I'll still watch, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, the the major major pressure there because you have uh, Rhaenyras, who is uh, the daughter of one of I guess his one of Harris's um, oldest sons. She was passed over for this, um, so that because that becomes relevant again when they're arguing about uh, at the small council almost immediately, not even almost immediately, immediately. Hightower brings it up. Uh, when they're talking about uh, kings in succession. Uh, uh, Rhaenyras, uh, Corlys brings brings her up. Um, Rhaenyra is is brought up. Uh, By the way, they gotta stop this shit. To have a character named Rhaenyras and Rhaenyra (laughs) on the same show is like, just just fudge it. Just fudge it a little bit. Especially when you know that they're gonna do they're probably gonna do the same thing that the Game of Thrones did with having a bunch of characters throughout the season. And you have to remember all these names and just, just like, all right, they they have the same hair. You know, how many people are you gonna have with the same like YS ending? It's just like, come on, guys, get creative. I will just want to see an Ashley Targaryen. Also, I mean I think all of us, I think all of us write and probably use script writing programs. So you all know what happens when you (laughs) create characters in a script writing program, which is you press the first letter of their name and then it auto fills. (laughs) And if you have a name, Renera and Renaris, you're typing in that whole goddamn name. I I don't, when I write something, every character has a different letter name. Yeah. They must be going through hell in that. That whoever's typing these episodes up, yeah, whoever's the script editor is just yeah. like, you know, honestly, fuck this. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so at the small council there, uh, Damon Targaryen uh, is also part of part of that. And I'm skipping way ahead uh, within the story. But is there anything? Uh, around the succession because this is basically what it's going to boil down to right throughout this yeah. series is the fight for the throne for sure it's the dance of dragons it's yeah. it's the civil war now is yeah. is rob is is the dance of dragons the black fire rebellion or those two different things i told you it's all gone okay <laughs> I, I think i think two different things i think it's two different things though i think the black fire rebellion comes later after the dance of dragons like after after it's reestablished, the Blackfire Rebellion is, yeah, I, I believe it's, it's separate. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, what are some other things that that stand out that pop out to y'all? Black Targaryens. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were yeah. in the line. What are the, what, what's their surname? Um, it's like Valerian or something. Yeah, yeah, Valerian. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Valerian. Um, yeah. That was dope. 
Yeah, man, just to see, uh, you know, because like one of the things about the original Game of Thrones that you know got on my nerves was it was nobody who looked like me <laughs> and like <laughs> and then like the one like there was like a couple it was like maybe three total uh black people but like seeing even in the trailer uh a, a big tall dark-skinned black dude with blonde locks i was like all right i'm i'm in <laughs> you got me you yeah. got me yeah the, the most uh, nobility in the original one how about that yeah, yeah he's, he got kids and cousins and stuff <laughs> he's got a family yeah the most nobility <laughs> in the original was basically like the westerosi italians yeah. like the dornish <laughs> yeah it was the uh pirate yeah the, um, yes there were pirates and there were you know in yeah. essos there was like yeah you know oh, we salted we eat salted eels and we have billions of dollars <laughs> yeah and just rich like, dudes okay. yeah zarzo and daxus and zarzo and so yeah daxos <laughs> He's still in that vault. Well, not yeah, in the vault. He hasn't born yet. Yeah. 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 Um, think about that, Rob. Hightower stood out as what the fuck's going on with Hightower. Also, I cannot hear Hightower and not think Police Academy. Oh, not at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. He's a, there's a, there's several characters that are all almost Varus Littlefinger. Like they, they kind of have their, um, sort of uh, contemporaries in those, or what am I it's, trying to? Not contemporaries. It's know. one thing. Just like a parallel. I, mm -hmm. yeah. It's one thing I definitely want to talk about. I, I do not believe right now that this show has any true one-to-one -one parallels, and I love that. Yeah. I think just about every character in this episode is like a hodgepodge of a couple. Like obviously, you could go with Damon is, um, you know, Damon's the Kingslayer, but but he's not like as noble, but also he's not. You know, he there there are layers here already, and I think what Game of Thrones, the original Game of Thrones, did mostly through the first season or two, was that like a lot of the characters were real black and white, just like yeah. like this guy's evil, this guy's good, this this one all they want is power, this one, and then throughout the series they got layers, and you were like, oh fuck, actually the Kingslayer is like my favorite character, and he's like fun yeah. to watch, or and this one's like actually like Damon's complicated from the jump like i do believe that he really loves his brother um i believe that he loves his niece i believe that he wants power but also he loves his family like it's it's uh there's layers from the jump and i, I think that i was worried that what this was going to be was one-to-one -one parallel characters yeah. let's just like almost like a soft reboot yeah and it it's over. not that it um yeah or at least yeah. not not to me uh, I, I would say refreshing. my my one my one fear is that Game of Thrones, the original show, started with very black and white characters, but also made it very clear early on that the world was complicated. Mm -hmm. This one, and maybe it's again because we're like savvy to what Game of Thrones is now. I was like, you know, complicated characters at the start. I, I agree with that. Um, but I was like less, I was less like, oh, this world's tricky. I, like, I didn't see, like, <laughs> the world yeah. felt a little bit more flat. Obviously, it's one episode, and that's the kind of thing that takes time. But I think that is, I, I think, again, like, it's so hard to compare and to talk about the original show, because there was just, you know, 
it laid so much out over so much time. Yeah. And so it's hard to be like, oh, hey, here's one episode. Like, what was the pilot episode of Game of Thrones? Like, I actually kind of went back and like looked at a little bit of the pilot episode and thought about it. And there's like some, uh, I think that like, I, I, I don't even know, like, because I, because I, even that I had read the books. So oh, yeah. I knew what was like, I knew what was coming. And like, I think about like uh, Ned Stark, like killing a guy, uh, you know, executing the guy. Um, Cause even though the guy has like vital information and all that stuff, he's still a deserter. And so you still, you have to, you know, you, you have to adhere to the law. Um, even, you know, even when somebody uh, is, is doing something to help you mm-hmm. and it's, and you're like, this, this is tricky. This is very complicated. And in this one, like, I don't know, like, uh, again, I, I don't know, maybe it's because I can't see the future or maybe it's because I have, I'm, we're so used to what Game of Thrones is that I'm at no point was I like, yeah, it's really, this is really a rock and a hard place. Like, I was just kind of like, this is the game. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I can see that. Um, one small thing I would say, it's 180 or so years beforehand. Uh, they have entered, they're, they're in a long period of peace. So there, some of that trick trickiness um, might not be there. They talk about some of it, uh, and they go on a, a killing spree. Another one of the brutal parts throughout the uh, the episode, and I mean, the thing is, with just like with Game of Thrones, uh, you don't know who to believe in these um, situations. Like you have Damon talking about how dangerous King's Landing is because he's now the uh, commander of the City Watch and has completely reformed it. Um, uh, they're preparing for the the tourney uh, to celebrate the birth of the son, you know, which they don't even know at this point. Um, but then he goes out and starts starts killing everyone so it's hard to tell there's there's trick trickiness but i think you're right it does kind of come from the complicated complicated characters and not the world so much just yet yeah i wonder if that has anything to do with um like the showrunners and creators assuming that you know we already have a world established with the yeah. original and just like kind of assuming that it's the, it's the same world um and and because it's, there was so much um so many aspects of traditionalism in um i don't know if that's a real word but traditionalism in game of thrones that maybe there's just the assumption that like all right all of the things that they you know established in the original are pretty much for the most part also applicable here so you just guys just like worry about the characters and not so much about the world as much and if anything my brain said like okay the world seems the same so i'm going to assume it's the same or simpler because right. we don't yeah. what we definitely don't appear to have in terms of like different factions of different families and kingdoms vying for the throne yeah right, right. it's not really like like the game of thrones is, is like it's very small which is which is cool because another thing that i think was frustrating with the first series a little was like so much action was happening totally disconnected from each other like you had you had action, you know, over in the Dothraki Sea. You had action all the way up in the north. You had action at King's Landing. You had some action over in Essos. And, and this is just like, man, it's the, you have action in one chamber. 
you know, it's like the, the biggest battlefield right now that isn't childbirth or a tourney ground uh, is in the small council, you know, yeah. and that's, that's cool. I'm mad that I'm, I'm, what I'm mad at is that they got rid of the fun giant marbles uh, to, to show quorum. That was cool. And they should have brought that <laughs> in the old, the old, I hope, I hope that, I hope that uh, David and uh, I hope that D and D pull a George Lucas and go back and re-edit the marbles marbles in <laughs> to the pre. I think that's what it was missing. That's the one thing that they need. To that's fix. the one. That's the one thing. When yeah. when they're um, done with the Civil War alternate history um, show, oh, oh. that show yeah, can't I come think, fast enough. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I agree, uh, Rob. Yeah, it's it's that world, but simpler. Uh, building on what I had said before, I think that it's. You've had all Targaryens up to up to this point, and they make a big point of pointing out Jaehaerys calling that council to avoid a lot of complicated yeah. shit. Uh, whereas with uh, Game of Thrones, you're not too far removed from a rebellion, uh, Robert's rebellion, and the you know quote unquote usurper coming in, and there's just unrest built right into the very first episode. Uh, not to mention the fact that you kill John Aaron and everything starts starts up. Um, other things that stood out throughout the the episode. How did the dragons look to you? I thought I, I thought they looked good. I mean, yeah. I don't know how. I, I would imagine that it's it's very complicated to make them look uh, <laughs> real. You know, I don't know what a real dragon looks like, but um, I think compared to the the first glimpse of dragons that we got in the original um i think that they're definitely upgraded and i yeah. i like the fact that yeah they, they have a little bit more color to them and a little bit more life in in their presentation than i think uh the dragons in game of thrones did so they they don't all just kind of like look like the same dragon over and over again um they kind of seem yeah to, yeah, to have their own unique look interact with the environment more uh, yeah. which I think is pretty more cool when they talk about her smelling like a dragon, um, just kind of giving them a little bit more personality and just um, physicality. Yeah. Are we all on the same page that smelling like a dragon is like Texas barbecue? Like not like the meat, but like if you hung out in like a, uh, like near one, like, like a smoker. Yeah. yeah. I think That's so. what definitely. I imagine. Like you, yeah. see, definitely you, you smell like, you smell like mesquite. For anybody who's mesquite. ever like, into a bonfire and then oh, like yeah, yeah, gone yeah. home and like actually smelled themselves. Um, yeah, I feared that the dragons might be a little bit like lightsabers, where it's like there's a diminishing effect, diminishing returns. Sure. Um, because I mean, the, the one thing that again, like you know, the late seasons they had their problems, but God, when Daenerys puts that dragon on King's Landing, yeah and just wrecks that shit like that 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 was a feeling that yep. was a um that that was like percussion man that was and uh, you know i mean i get in you know, they'll have that um but um you know the more the more dragon fights there are in the show the less i'm like oh this is special and dangerous sure yeah, yeah it's, it's definitely harder to yeah. impress, uh, but I, I think that's uh, pretty good. I think it brings up a super interesting question. I'd be curious what y'all think. Like, what are we? What do you want from this show? Do you want more, like cloak and dagger, little finger, varies shit, or do you want more like 
swashbuckling dragon fights like what are, are, are a mix um, yeah i'm looking for uh, a mix of uh, and used with purpose not just thrown in because they have the the budget now to do those sorts of sorts of things like uh, i'm okay with kicking this whole thing off with a dragon ride and making a statement like we are starting we're in the middle we don't need a comment pronouncing that right you know magic is back kind of thing yeah um it's we're we're already already there so it would make sense for uh more of it to happen i just want them to use it a little bit more sparingly throughout this sure yeah same and i I also want to see like some new tricks like i i love the the trickery and all the backstabbing from the original especially from the first like few seasons and um yeah i i don't want to just see like the same strategies if that makes any sense i don't want to see like the same things that little finger did um or various or whatever but um but yeah i want to see like new creative ways to like turn on your family (laughs) i need to see uh i need to see i need it to affect like long term i need something to happen that affects the way i view the game of thrones series Mm. And it's going to happen all... in episode two, because otherwise we lose David. Yeah, <laughs> no, no. He's, he's week to week. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I, I'm he's only on a 10-day contract. contract. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one, one thing that's interesting about that, Mike, that, um, you know, you bring that up, that, like, all this stuff, like, we don't have to think, like, is magic real? Like, we know it's real because the dragons are here and, you know, magic exists. So, but we what we also know, you know, the Titanic rule, uh, we know that that's going to diminish. Like if this if this show is we will see fewer dragons as the show goes on as opposed to Game of Thrones where we you know we kept seeing bigger and bigger more dragon content yeah. like the longer this show goes on the fewer dragons we see you know the less magic we will see because at right. least if you if the lore is to be believed like the magic left when the dragons died off um, which brings me to my other thing I wanted to ask y'all is there is there a world that this doesn't get renewed? I know it did really good for right uh, out of the gate. I think based on it, what the hell is happening over at HBO Max, Warner, Discovery, I think there's absolutely a world where this doesn't get renewed. Yeah. Wild. Yeah. Wild. They, It's like someone bought it just to watch it burn. Yeah. Yeah. 32 seasons of the Sesame Street wiped clean <laughs> like they were never there. My child <laughs> is... Is, is is absolutely inconsolable i me it's me i'm inconsolable. <laughs> yeah no yeah i my one my one thought is that because of the people involved at the top is that maybe their deal was set up in such a way that no, because the episodes are obviously so expensive. So there's no. So if that's not if that's not doing what they needed to do, it's gone. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a and, very real chance. Uh, yeah, you know. especially because like uh, kind of like um, I, I think what Rob you were alluding to at the top, um, like the hype wasn't it nowhere near mm-hmm. as big as the original series. And like I I was like you, it kind of crept up on me. Like I've been looking forward to it in the back of my mind for the past few months. Um, and for some reason or another, I thought that it was coming later in the year, um, but it just kind of came up on me. And I remember seeing um, like a, a preview and I was like, oh, shit, that, that's coming on this Sunday. Um, but I don't I, it doesn't feel as big as the original. So um, I, I really hope that 
the season is really good and it's really successful and people are locked in and that it does get renewed and that we continue to like live in this world for a while and we continue yeah. to do this podcast for a while but you know, <laughs> yeah keep knows? the money coming in yeah yeah uh, oh my yeah, god i, would just I need add, this track <laughs> yeah i would just add that game of thrones grew to be what it was sure next to no one was watching those first two seasons very true um, we weren't even doing the podcast we didn't even start the podcast until season season three yeah, I binged um, in season three. <laughs> I yeah. had no idea it existed, yeah. so you're right. Um, I would also add that this series, uh, I believe I read, had the largest debut of an HBO show at just about 10-plus million viewers. So if they keep oh. up those numbers, oh. yeah. yes. If there's but no drop-off, yeah, they'll be fine. Yeah, if it grows, and I hope that it, that it does, that's that's greater falls off a little bit. But if, it, if we see a precipitous drop in viewership, yeah. we can probably kiss a goodbye. Yeah. yeah i yeah i mean i guess my only other thing is like do they want to fuck up their relationship with george rr R. martin like that? <laughs> yeah, that's also true books. because they are like working on multiple yeah. uh game of Th- yeah. or like ice and fire they're shows. working on so many they already they already dumped one yeah like, yeah right the, the uh they, that they filmed the pilot for they with filmed Naomi yeah apparently night. apparently yeah. it is dog shit like uh, from the people who have seen it the long night one is like it it's like they tried to make an entirely different show and they just happens to exist and it'd be like it'd be like game of thrones 2078 and it's, like, it's, it's just in a you know in a in a fucking steampunk future that sounds uh, directed right. by Boz yeah. yeah ned stark uh, the 18 yeah, well that was like the, that was like what movie. i pitched oh sorry I was going to say, it was with Naomi Watts, uh, cost $20 million to make, and they were just like, yeah, so it's got to stick. Jeez. <laughs> it's got to stick. And they put it in the vault with the Ark. Yeah, I'm sorry, Dan. And John, John from Cincinnati. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, no, I was saying, my pitch always was to make a show called Joe Snow that's about <laughs> a guy in, like, modern day who finds out he's a descendant of Jon Snow. And starts uh, running around, like coming to his office in a big cloak, <laughs> and a little lizard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Meets uh, a girl have... online that's related to Daenerys. Great <laughs> <laughs> enough, David. Cousin. Use your screenplay software. Just remember to give them all different. Uh, yeah, first oh, they letters. will. They will have. <laughs> uh, they have the Duncan Egg story. Um, yeah. there's a couple animated ones too, that are, that are going to be coming out. And the, the other one that's getting close, I think to production or some close phase is 10,000 ships, which actually follows, uh, Nymeria and the conquest of, uh, Dorn and all the drama yeah. around, around that. Yeah. Um, and I also hear that there's uh, a Jon Snow oh, sequel Jon Snow, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, just yeah. to kind of like make Dave up was for talking it. about it. Yeah. Yeah, that is Joe. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Yeah. I'm the showrunner. Well, interesting. Um, and he's on board. John Snow's yeah. on uh, of course he's on, board. on board. He's not doing anything else. Was his, what are you talking doing? about? He's no, gonna be the Black Knight in Eternals yeah. too. Yeah, okay. Yeah. We'll see. David's <laughs> um, the, got the there's a show that was greenlit in a few minutes. So I want to get into this episode just a bit more. Uh what are your thoughts around Allison Hightower? What's going on there, uh, Sir uh, Christos? Is that his name? Oh, Christ- sure. Christos. Kristen Cole. Kristen Cole, yeah. Um, any any thoughts around those two? The relationship between Allison and uh, Rhaenyra? 
Don't care. Uh, is everyone lovers? I, like they, they're making. I mean, yeah. Like every, there's like show. a there's gonna be like a love octagon or something. Yeah, yeah. like it's there's a lot of because connections. Because right, Rhaenyra, there's like a little weird thing going on with her and Damon. Right. For sure. And then she and Allison have a little weird thing, and then there's right. like the handsome lowborn guy. That's obviously going to wind up in the King's Guard because that's where lowborn people. He's end just up. Italian. He's not lowborn. He's just Dornish. <laughs> Dornish. Um, he's swarthy. And, he's and then like born. her, and then her dad. Her dad is wifeless, and she's out there reading books to him. Yeah, uh, that that oh, was ill. Like, that hey, made me cringe. Put on like, your mom's uh, put on uh, that nasty old teddy <laughs> your mom used to wear, and yeah. uh, march into the king's chambers and see if you can read him a book while he's doing his while Jesus. he's doing his models. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if they needed anything to show how weak and ineffectual this guy is, having him work on model trains. Oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> what's the, what's the character in The Sopranos that was always doing that shit? Oh, uh, it's Bobby Bacala. Bob Bobby Bacala. <laughs> The, the uh, only thing he's in there, he's a, I'm a drone enthusiast, and he's just <laughs> around. It's like, oh man, he he needs he needs the touch of a woman. He's yeah. into Even drones. Though, uh, he is the the king, and he's much older. That scene was reminiscent of Marjorie going in to be around Tommen. Yeah, sure. yeah. He'd be playing with his cat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Otto, uh, Otto Hightower, right? Um, mm-hmm. he he gives he gives me a very much uh, Tywin Lannister. It, it felt like something that yeah. Tywin would have done with Cersei when she was younger, yeah. or something along those lines. He feels Tywin's plus Littlefinger. Like yeah, that's, that's yeah. the intersection. Yeah, there little Tywin. Little Tywin. <laughs> <laughs> There's a spinoff. Little oh. Tywin. Yeah, young Tywin. <laughs> uh, and there's definitely major bad blood between Otto Hightower and Damon. Targaryen, oh, yeah. like at the at the tourney, he was he's like, uh, any mini miny high tower, I'll take you. Yeah. <laughs> and then he cheats. He got his he got his butt kicked on that first pass. Yeah. And then I don't know if that it doesn't seem like that's cheating, but it's not. Yeah, because that yeah, well, I, that that's the thing. Like, I wasn't sure if it was cheating because when I saw it, I was like, oh, he cheated, and I like verbally said that, and then like nobody <laughs> in the TV show said that he cheated, so I guess it's like within the rules. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, and he could not land that rail grind. Yeah. <laughs> now yeah Kristen uh Kristen Cole Kristen Cole what the hell is this what the yeah. fuck is this guy's name yeah Kristen Jared Cole. or something Cole. was it uh Jerry <laughs> Jerry Cole uh he has <laughs> he destroys him uh he he beats the shit out of him uh makes him yield so there's going to be something there too yeah 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 does a great job of setting up a whole lot of shit. But you know, I, you know, the with the the like, I feel like Damon, for all his faults, is somebody who, if he is in a fair fight with somebody and loses that, like he might fight dirty in a fair fight, but if he loses a fight to somebody fair and square, I I feel like I think, he might be somebody who's like it's all good. I don't know. I, I there, don't know. there might be other reasons for them to beef, but I don't think that the tournament is going to be one of those reasons. Yeah, well, yeah. if there is another reason, it's probably going to be him and uh, Renera. Hmm. Yeah. They just I, give out favors. It's like they just have a pile of them. And there's no they, there's no real rhyme or reason. Like, yeah, I'll give you my favor. Here's a favor. Here's a favor. It's I, like Mardi Gras. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I liked with da- with Damon. Uh, I-, I think he established the gold cloaks, right? Like that. W- it wasn't that he yeah. just took them over. He 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 built them. And I yeah. like that. I like that we've we've established the gold cloaks have always been fucking terrible people. <laughs> yeah. Like it, they really they literally cast yeah. that that group of gold cloaks like it was what what like fictionalized history makes us believe all the Australians were like when <laughs> when when they were founded as a penal colony. They were just like, oh right, yeah. It's like every frat it's, nightmare. Yeah, it's <laughs> like this it's like the second we created cops in yeah, any yeah, world, yeah. they immediately begin doing it. It was cop like shit. every yeah. every dickhead you went to high school with that stayed there and were just like, well, I like beating kids up in high school. I guess I'll be a cop. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And my question during that scene when they're the the city watch was going around like like doing stuff like just hurting people and just be like I was like like do they know that like each of the crimes like are these people that they recognize like murderer and they were like rapist. oh rapist and it's like all are like all thieves and they like cutting of off people's yeah just cutting off people's hands like when you don't even know that they're actually thieves it was, that's yeah. crazy I feel yeah. like that was like. It's like, hey, listen, a random message is still a message. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, it's basically, I'm oh, sorry. I'll go ahead. No, go. I was just gonna say, after running um, five, and I just wanted to, if we can pivot to the one last thing is the air for a day stuff. Oh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Now, I actually, Mia culpa, if I miss this, I was like, my attention was darting in and out. <laughs> We don't actually see Damon say it out loud, right? No. They, no. no, no. Was there time. an intentionality to that? Like, is there yes. any opportunity for that to be hearsay? Yeah. Yeah. Because I think the one, I haven't read the source material. What I've heard about the source material is that it features varying, it, it's, it's total unreliable narrator. So like, not just unreliable, but multiple, multiple people's um, depiction of the same event. So... Mm-hmm which opens it up a lot to, you know, cause it's like, well, this book's fully written. How are we gonna, how are we gonna really know what happens in the, you know, and make it interesting. It's, well, there's many different versions of it. And even those versions, all of them might be wrong. I thought it was really interesting because that whole like different people mourn in a different way. Yeah, that was his response. He didn't admit to it. Yeah. And that's when I was like, actually maybe this guy's not just like a one dimensional, just evil dickhead. He's, he's a lot of things. Um, he, to me, he reacted as if he probably said something close uh, yeah. or worse and got away like, uh, oh, whew. I yeah, actually caught him. He had a hot mic. Somebody had a, somebody <laughs> had a, 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 a camera phone. They snuck in a camera phone. What year is this? Um, and, uh, you know, I'll hear saying conjecture. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say they had Starbucks in the original. So who knows? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And he gets for this, he gets uh, the heir stripped from him officially. Uh, Mm -hmm. He was the heir de facto um, default. uh, And it's been stripped of him, given to Rhaenyra. And he's been sent back to his wife in the veil. Which we'll say him is the worst thing. Yeah. We'll see. He's like, how dare you punish me like this, making me go back to my wife. I do hope the yeah. one thing they keep from the original series is how just absolutely fucked up being married to like the veil wife is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. as, the, as the last thing you want is whoever's whoever's head of the veil. 
Yeah. It's like Charles Barkley's bid on women in San Antonio. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> yeah. Uh, 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 they, um, one other parallel here that I just thought of uh, is the Queen Emma uh, was an Aaron. Yeah. Uh, and this is the yeah. first episode of this series. Uh, and John Aaron, although we don't see him in the first uh, series, is the kind of catalyst that starts everything off. His death is what brings Ned to uh be the hand yeah david you gotta go do you have any uh any other thoughts before you jet no no other thoughts um just that it's great to see y'all mm. uh great to be back on Same. the pod and uh, i look Likewise. forward to discussing one more episode <laughs> just one before y'all never see <laughs> me again contract runs <laughs> out yeah all right see you david see you guys Later. i do in terms of uh i guess just parallels the obvious parallels with um Rhaenyra and um like really now is it it's Rhaenyra the Rhaenyra is yes. the main yeah yeah so Rhaenyra and um Daenerys but like more so uh, for me at least the, the younger version seemed a little bit more like Arya um and just like her her energy and her the feel um of her character yeah more tomboyish um, yeah more tomboyish more just like be, give birth I don't want to be a princess I want to fly yeah. around and eat cake yeah yeah exactly a reluctant leader which is mm-hmm. what what kind of separates her from Daenerys yeah yeah you know, at least for yeah. now for now yeah that that's what I w- was actually thinking about like I wonder if the older version is a little bit more comparable to Daenerys or that's what I was um, how that's gonna go gonna ask are they are we doing I'm here there's like a big time jump between this episode and next episode like 20 years I don't think it's 20 years um but it is, it is, from my understanding, it is like a, a good significant time. Yeah, they're going to be they, hopping around a lot, which, which, which will be interesting. Yeah. Um, uh, I think that uh, Cat's Paw is currently the, uh, the, 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 the Chekhov's gun. The dagger? Like they, sure. Boy, the, yeah. yeah, they have, yeah, the, the, the uh, Valerian steel dagger that, you know, kills the night king uh yeah. and also has been at the throat of like every important character in the first right. series but they're, they're showing it like they really want you to know that this is cat's ball yeah. that's why i'm like every single youtube video that's like oh the things you miss and it's like it has a picture of cat's <laughs> ball and yeah. an arrow to it and you're like nobody right. missed we cat's did ball. not no. miss that i, I literally <laughs> said the same thing they might as well I just call the show cat's ball i could have done without all of now from what i understand from what i had heard in the Game of Thrones books in the extra books that he's written, it's hinted at. the The dream, including the Song of Ice and Fire, is only hinted at. It's not explicitly said, and yeah. I could have done without it. In Same, this because it reminded me of Game of Thrones, and I want to forget Game of Thrones. Same. I want to forget Same. that it, that it didn't really matter with the Night's King and everything that they built up. Kind yeah. of didn't didn't matter at all, and Jon Snow being Targaryen didn't matter, and the dream that he talks about, and it's got to be Targaryen on the throne, that doesn't happen, which I think is okay from a prophecy standpoint. Um, he had a dream earlier that his kid was going to be born a boy with a crown, and it, it was born a boy, but it, it was dead, um, yeah. and his wife wife died. So getting prophecy things wrong, I think I can I'm, deal with, but I didn't need it. I'm yeah. a little I'm a little optimistic that that was like scene like scene setting in this episode because like I, yeah i don't want another I, I want a smaller scale show for this like I, I still want it to like have great characters and and you know and and and, and intrigue and, and the street and, level hero stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, that's yeah, exactly like, what i was about to say like, like yeah give me, 
Yeah, you know, uh, this is now oh snap. Uh, yeah, no, right. now David's gone. Um, <laughs> but um, but yeah, I, I I don't I don't want this to be like gigantic world ending stakes. It's fine that those are put there to give a character motivation to make a decision that they make that sets this smaller civil war in motion. But you know, I, I want this to be about like King's Landing shit. You know, and and, yeah, and, yeah. and Seven Kingdom shit, but like I'm fine that the only Stark we saw was a reluctant Rickon, just looking grisly yeah. as hell, and yeah, you know, which again comes during the Song of Ice and Fire speech that he's that he's giving, which yeah. I thought was a nice touch. Like I didn't need it, but since we're gonna have it, I thought those little touches of the the, the yeah. cat's paw dagger and um, the Targaryen and uh, Rickon Stark being mentioned when it's cold in the winter and such, I thought that was that was all right. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah the what else did i have here um <laughs> i have in my notes what's up with the women of the veil <laughs> covered it <laughs> what? nobody the wants to go there <laughs> yeah uh the veil yeah, feels like the hotel from the shining you go there and you become nuts. Kill yeah, your it was uh what the hell was her name? It wasn't Lyanna. Oh, L- Lysa? Lysa. Lysa Aaron. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Aaron, yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Um anything more on the the tourney? The the big things they're setting up there, I feel like, are Kristen Cole, a little rivalry between him and and Damon Targaryen, and also who is he? Uh, one thing we didn't mention, Rob, which may go against your uh, let's focus on King's Landing kind of drama, is uh, Corlys uh, Valerian talking mm-hmm. about the free the the free cities triarchy. And, oh yeah, um, yeah. the crab, the crab feeder. feeder. Yeah, uh, so I'm feeling like we're probably going to see more of of that drama coming into this to kind of expand that world which you know maybe we don't need but we're gonna yeah it anyway. and it's fine you know i don't need it to be like feeling like this is a bottle episode you know the whole series but <laughs> yeah. I, it's more just like we're all the moments the where it's just like giant characters that like that don't meet until season five yeah here's like oh, yeah. soon the dragons will be here it's just like okay yeah. right um, you know i'm i'm i don't want to be in my in my mid to late forties, by the time, you know, two main characters that really need to meet, meet, you know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not, I'll be 40 in a year. And I, I you know, my kids are going to be graduating kindergarten by the time, uh, you know, something significant happens with these two. So I'm happy that right now it feels like, like this doesn't need to be an eight season arc. This can be like, if this gets three good seasons, yeah. I'm good. Like if it's right. just quality ended well, Lord knows, mm-hmm. You know, once you ran out of the source material with the first one, it the wheels fell off. Like now that we're this yeah. it's many years out, like we can kind of look back on it. I know at the end we were like, you know what? It was still good. And, and it was. It it wasn't like objectively terrible, objectively terrible, but but it wasn't great, you know, the way yeah. it ended it. Nobody, nobody was talking about their watch through of Game of Thrones during the lockdown when everybody was watching through everything. Yeah. You know, so yeah. You know, th- I think this is this could be a redemption arc and so far so good. Yeah. The David had mentioned now he's gone, I'll talk some shit. Yeah. Uh, no, he had mentioned how prequels are dumb, they never work. Uh we just finished Better Call Saul, which I believe is a roadmap for how to make a sequel work. 
Uh, it was just as good, if not better in some ways, than Breaking Bad was. Uh, and they did some things where they even go beyond Breaking Bad. So one of the things, which will never happen in this series, they will never do it because of the money and the actors that are involved, is to do a thing that kind of bridges those those worlds and show some things that happen, fill in the blanks of those final two seasons that just mash four seasons worth of television into, into one. Yeah. Um, I think would be really cool for them to do and bring those actors back because it maybe for season three or four of this show, we start peppering in some of that stuff. I think that would be cool. And also a way to kind of um, make up for how rushed those seasons were, which ultimately is the major flaw for those, those seasons. If they had taken their time, uh, they would not have been as bad. Um, or yeah. if they had simply handed the project off to people rather than be like, we got other shit we want to do. Let's wrap this shit up. Yeah. Yeah. It just, it was really tough to experience that um, because of how high um, everybody regarded the first few seasons. And, uh, you know, in my view, I, I don't know if you guys agree, but to me, I think it was like one of the best shows ever. I, I mean, honestly, for me, I thought yeah. it was, I was called going around saying, telling people that haven't watched it, um, you know, like Keen, like at one point that I thought that it was the best show um, ever. <laughs> Handing out pilot DVDs on the train. Yeah. <laughs> do, you <have> a, <laughs> do, you, do you have a moment to talk about the seven? <laughs> yeah. But, um, but yeah, I, I think, I think they'll probably, I think the, the point of the John, John Snow sequel is probably going to be more so to fill in those blanks, because I think that's going to be based on um, completely new, um, uh, unwritten materials yeah. and it's going to really just try to repair all of the 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 wounds Hopefully. of the, the following yeah i i hope and I, i'm pretty sure kit harrington is is down for it because of that um and and knowing that uh the right people are are involved with it so yeah the first the first episode of that opens then it's just like there's a voiceover it's like bran stock is dead he <laughs> uh fell from a tree or something. <laughs> I'm the king a now. Dream. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Everything's yeah, fine. I mean, the things I'm already seeing are the the fan fiction where Daenerys is carried over and he becomes the new kind of threat. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know that I, you know, I'll watch it. I'm going to watch whatever they, whatever they put out. And we'll talk yeah. about it on the podcast. And we've got plenty, yeah. we've got years to uh, Stone Cold Lock predict what those things are are going to be but anything more on this uh, before we get to winners and losers i think we hit the big stuff again yeah. for anybody that's listening to this podcast for the first time we're not the podcast is going to go into every little itty bitty detail for things we're going to hit the broad strokes we're going to discuss some things we're going to go off topic a lot um and we're going to have some fun along the way anything no no all right then let's hit the winners and losers we'll start with the losers so when you felt lost the episode, Marcelli. Um, besides women in general, um, I'll say, I mean, I, I guess the obvious answer for me is Viserys. I mean, the dude lost, like he put everything into um the idea that he was gonna have a son, and just like the the pressure that was alluded to earlier, um, it, it was just so insurmountable um and for things to end the way they did he loses his wife um he gets a son but the son doesn't survive like that like seeing 
the baby's body wrapped up along with the wife um was yeah. kind of was really devastating and the maester's reaction after a couple of seconds he's like Ugh! like pulled yeah his collar pulled his uh maester, maester chain yeah he's like you I'm have a son but, but <laughs> yeah. yeah so i i, I gotta save his hairs yeah fair rob i mean i i gotta go with a uh, uh, reina uh his wife is Ama. like Ama. yeah yeah i mean for me that that um just what that character has to go through and you know you she talked of like losing multiple children either yeah. either during pregnancy or soon after and then had like what a torturous existence um you know just that whole that whole setup and and payoff while i believe necessary for the story for sure just uh absolutely absolutely brutal yeah uh those were my one and two Losers, so I'm gonna go with all the random people that were killed <laughs> by the by the city watch. Like a Dothraki wedding. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, was it was not a dull crazy. affair. Uh, and my side side loser is the squire that was puking his guts out at the tournament. <laughs> it looked like I watched a couple times, and I got a pretty high def TV. Uh, it's one of the most high def televisions you ever gotta get. Um, but it is. It, do, it looks like he's doing it. It almost looks like he's sticking his finger down his throat and making himself throw up. It's like yeah, a it's pretty on SNL. Yeah. The hose Coming up his, his arm. Yeah, that's, that's, I was thinking about the hose, too. It's just like, it, it looks comical. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the winners, Rob. Cat's paw. The dagger, cat's paw. it's back. The it's the only... Cat's paw is going to be like, um, like R2. Or it has to be in everything. <laughs> like it's gonna be in the Jon Snow thing. It's gonna. Yeah. It, it just. It has to be there. And you see it. You smile. It. It makes cute noises. Um, yeah, that's the winner. Okay. Okay. Marsley. Uh, I gotta go with Damon. I mean, like he. He just seems like he's being put in position to get what he wants, and um, I feel like in this episode, um, aside from the approval of his brother which is something that he's wanted like forever it seems like this is kind of a turn where he's like all right well i'm i'm gonna do my thing and i'm gonna um start to get people to rally around me i'm gonna get who i want what i want um and he just seems like he's being set up to be uh i guess a, a pretty successful villainous character or um anti-hero character however you want to view him but i mean he's pretty much yeah. a villain yeah uh flies off with his um mistress yeah. to, to i guess probably not going to the veil or maybe he's going to the veil with her and just being like deal with it lady that's the, the that's that's what i got from it um especially because we've seen certain like things like that before like in in game of thrones um where dudes yeah. just didn't give a shit about their yeah. family and was like yeah this is my this is my girl and right in front of their mm -hmm. wife my so. old lady brenda I met her at a 38 special concert. <laughs> Flew her ass up to the veil. Uh, yeah, and the the naming convention, similar naming convention, continues with dragons because he rides off on Caraxes, and Renera's dragon is Cyrax. Both, uh, not to be both incredible prog rock Kombat. albums. Yeah, I was gonna say, and there's like Mortal Kombat characters too. <laughs> yeah. uh, Noob Cybot is one of the dragons as well. <laughs> Noob Cybot, uh, and my winner is uh Rhaenyra because she's now yeah. the the heir apparent 
or no, the official the official heir. Yeah. And my side winner is Sir Strong, who got three words. He's the master of laws at the uh, the small council and got basically three words before he was cut off by Otto Hightower. So he gets to have the the title, sit at the table, doesn't have to say a word. And he doesn't seem too happy about it. He seemed a little annoyed he was cut off, um, but I don't see him doing anything about that. And yeah. Sir Robert Strong is what they call the mountain um, when he's reanimated, right? But he's not actually a strong. He's oh, he's only in the books. Right? Only in the okay. books. Well, in the think... in the one of the later seasons, they refer to him as uh, strong. Do do they? Oh, I thought it yeah. was just. I thought they were just like always, oh, always the mountain. Nah. Um, yeah, I'm 99 sure, but like you, some of that information has definitely it's, it's um, flown. Those birds have yeah, flown. Yeah, fizzled, fizzled out. Uh, all right. Uh, good time chatting. Good time seeing. Wow. Stark Riven Mad, Game of Thrones podcast. Back on the board. Episode one, House of the Dragon, heir of what, what the hell is it called? Uh, the Heirs of the Dragon was the title of this episode. I went on one thing we didn't mention so much is the, the music. Oh, yeah. I was going to oh, say, yeah. also, official winner, Raymond Dewadi. Yeah. I will say, when that when that credits hit and they actually played it, I got Oof. chills because I was like, are they going to do it? Okay, they're doing a little leitmotif stuff throughout mm-hmm. the show. But when it like full on yeah. orchestral, uh, you know, uh, orchestral and, vo- and uh, choral version, yeah. was that the same one they used in the... Because they had a choral version towards the end of similar. the series. It's similar for sure. Uh, yeah. And I wonder I if... I wonder if they're going to, like, I know in the original, I mean, in the pilot, they just had, like, a little quick, yeah, you know, I'm also curious. thingy thing. I want to see if they're going to have a whole actual intro yeah. um, in the second episode. Yeah, it's like yeah. the version they would play for Daenerys in the final, in the in a season finale when she would yeah. do something dragony. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, that'll do it for the first episode. Thank you, Marcelie. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, David. And thank you all for listening. Bye. Bye.